Thank you for joining the Trial and Error Podcast with Nicky Rankar. Today, I've got a good friend, Julian Serna. I've known him for years, and the first time I met him, he actually beat me in competition, so I'm not sour about that at all, back in 2014. And this year, he's getting ready to qualify for the CrossFit Games out of the semis, and he's going to be competing in a few weeks, so definitely watch him. We had a good conversation, good catch-up, and in my opinion, he is one of the best out there that a lot of people don't know about, so I'm excited to see what he can do in the next couple weeks at semis. All right, this is Nick Urankar with the Trial and Air Podcast, and I've got a curly-haired Colombian in front of me, right? Yes, sir. Is that right this time? I've, I've got, got it. Uh, Julian Serna, who I've known since 2014, but virtually I've seen his name probably since 2010. Is that right, would you say? Like 2012, I think. Okay. Because you're uh, Miami. I know probably the biggest notoriety firsthand, I would say, is when you kind of got in the map for me was Wadapalooza. When did you win Wadapalooza? Yeah, I won Wadapalooza in 2013. Okay. That was really when I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. So yeah, ever, ever since you've been uh, a staple in the CrossFit world, I would say. I mean, here in the Southeast, I've been around for a while. Um, I'm like one of the, I would say like most elite level male athletes know who I am. But like, aside from that, not too many people. Yeah, well, I would 100% say that every athlete knows who you are because they either don't want to compete against you if they see you or they know that you're going to be a fight every single time. Yeah. I know if I saw your name, it's like, okay, this guy, he he's not just going to, you know, you're not going to find a workout where all of a sudden you're just going to crash and burn. No, not really often. I, I do well, but, you know, it's just been a hit or miss with my back, to be honest, uh, injuries and stuff. But I'm healthy now, so I'm happy. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I know I'd said this to you before when we were just chatting, like you're, in my opinion, and again, if you're an elite level athlete, you'd agree that you're probably one of the best guys that in the regional era never made the games. Um, that ultimately had all the tools, had the ability, and ultimately would have, like, crushed the games. And, and I don't say that about a lot of people. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Um, yeah, you know, like, it's just like, you know, I, I would get to regionals and something would always – I would get injured or, you know, three regionals I was, like, just injured going into them. But, you know, it's part of life, you know. You can't control things out of your control. And I – I don't dwell on that stuff. I, you know, I'm happy that I had those experiences. A lot of people can't even say they ever went to regionals, you know, and I have those amazing experiences and I went against amazing athletes and get, got to meet a bunch of, you know, super cool people and have tons of relationships now that I can track back to then. And so, you know, even though I never made it to the games, like obviously, which is what we train for and what we've always trained to get to, um, I have no regrets, you know, I, I love the process. I love the process of training and putting in the hard work to like kind of be able to measure up. So I have no regrets of never making it during that time because I love I love the process. And I know you're 37, right? Same age as me. Yeah. I think you're a little older than me, actually. Yeah, I'll turn 38 in October. And even though you're 37, you're essentially going to try to qualify for the games this year. Yeah, I am. Um, 
so you know they've been changing throughout the years they've been changing all these like um how you compete and all this and you know like two years ago they changed it where they made these national champs i didn't compete that year but the following year i did i was born in colombia a lot of people don't know that i was born in colombia i was raised here in the states after a certain age um but i still have dual citizenship i've always represented colombia when i can at competitions they didn't allow us to uh, represent our countries until like 2018 that's why at the games when i went on a team i was with the colombian flag but um when they changed all the rules about like how you can compete i started competing as a colombian so now this year they're having um wherever your citizenship is from or you're competing from that's the semi you go to and for me it fell in i was going to go to south america now i don't want people to think that i'm trying to like escape competing in north america i emailed crossfit i was like hey i want to represent colombia but i want to compete because that's always been the case for me like i want to compete against the best i don't want to i don't want any easy routes like i want to go against the guys so it was like when i was here when we had regionals, it was like, yeah, Southeast was pretty gnarly. Like I wanted to compete in Southeast. Like I always wanted to go up against the, like the big dogs because that's who you want to measure up to. So I, I emailed them like, yeah, you know, North America's stacked. So I was like, all right, I want to do, like, they're like, no, if you represent Colombia, you have to go through South America. I was like, all right. So that was my option. Like, I'm not going to not compete. So I was like, okay, let me compete. So, so now I'm just uh, training to do my semi in June. And it will be a virtual one because of the pandemic and all that stuff. They they took away the in-person competition. But nonetheless, I'm still training, like, you know, as hard as I can to, for me, is to try to win. Like, yeah. there's no, you know, I'm going in with the mindset that I'm trying to win the competition. And you basically just won the Masters online competition, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was an unfortunate incident with that. Um, so you know, we did all the tests. I sent in my front squat test. I thought I, I mean, from my end, I saw that it was in the system from their end. They said they, they never got it. Um, so, you know, unfortunately for me, there's no other sort of appealing process or anything. Like I sent them the videos that, Hey, look, I did this workout and I have like timestamps and all this. And they were like, well, you know, like, unfortunately it's not in our system. So I was like, all right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into this whole back and forth with CrossFit HQ or uh, about like my score and all that. Like I essentially did the Masters qualifiers just to see where I would fall against, like up against the men that are my age, the 35. That was my next question was, what was kind of like, was it a fallback yeah. potentially, or was it more just no, hey, it's no a fallback, no fallback. Um, it was just to see where I am against, you know, because in the like during the quarterfinals, I was just going up against the guys in South America, but with the Masters qualifiers, I'm going up against the guys around the world. Yep. You know, so I wanted to see, you know, there's a lot of good guys that were, you know, that are going to semis also that are 35 to 39. So I wanted to see, all right, let me see how I stack up against these guys. And, um, you know, the score didn't count, but people can look at the scores and they can do the math themselves. I would have finished first, you know, and, uh, my coaches were like, oh, what's what's your goal going into this? And I was like, I just want to win. Like, yep. you know, I want to do it. And at the end of the weekend, if my name's at the top of the leaderboard, like, okay, then I know that I'm doing everything that correctly for, like, my real goal, which is for me to go into the semi 
well prepared. But yeah, like that's why that's why like um, my coaches and all these people were like, oh, you need to get a lawyer and all this stuff. And I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna get a lawyer. I'm not gonna do all this because at the end of the day, like, I didn't want to compete masters. You know, and I know, I know, I know you did. You competed masters, but I, and it's nothing against the masters, but I've always had this goal to want to compete, like in the open division. Like I want to go up against everybody you know and i don't care what age i am and, and i feel that i'm so competitive at my age like and i and i'm sure you feel that way too like and i think like this is just something that i have it's my own thought I, there's not enough data for people like us like me and you we're like outliers because of the way we've lived our lives for so long that we're healthy we eat healthy we've trained a certain manner so like you don't see guys are our, our age moving is like we move and You know, and people are like, oh, man, like people tell me, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm about to be 38. They're like, what? I can't believe it. And I'm like, you know, like I went up to TTT to do the qualifiers and they have like all their guys right now. They're stacked over there. And they're like the guys who didn't know me is like, how old are you? Like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I'm just doing the master's qualifiers. And I'm like, you're a master's? <laughs> you know, and they're like, wow, I've never seen like somebody that looks like you and moves like you at your age. And I'm like, that's going to happen a lot now right. because... You know, yeah. like that culture, you have these like people like us who are like, you know, from a young age, you know, like, I don't know how long, but I've been, since I was like 10, 12 years old, like I always wanted to do some physical activity and train. And like, you know, once I understood more about nutrition and like eating better and, you know, like, so I just feel like you're going to see a lot of that happening now, especially like in CrossFit, like you're going to see guys, you know, that are still going to be able to be highly competitive even at 38 39 40 you know like it's you know there's there's to me there's really no limit unless we put limits on ourselves yep no i totally agree and i i'm pretty much in the same boat as you i would say i would say the different difference for me is that i think you probably still have you feel like you have a lot that you can prove because yeah. you know like obviously Yeah. So I think for myself, a lot of it came down to like family stuff where I was like, I think I'm good enough to compete in the open division. And I think last year I actually, my goal was to win the master, like to qualify as a master and to qualify for the games individually, through, yeah. through competition individually and decline it. Yeah. And just because I wanted to basically be like, I don't need this, but I can do it. And then obviously, you know, the pandemic happened and whatnot. So that, that, didn't really occur and then um like for me stepping back i get to do this stuff which you know getting on and talking and helping other people and doing stuff because you know it's really cool for me like you're somebody who you know i remember first time i met you and we competed against each other and you beat me in that head-to-head -head workout and i actually was just telling somebody today i was like man i'm about ready to go and talk with julian and i remember the final workout i just had nothing in the tank and i remember i was chasing him thinking I'm not gonna catch him, but like you can't you can't stop. Yeah. You know, like what I just and I remember it was just a winner take all one on one. Literally. That was ridiculous. That <laughs> <laughs> was nuts, bro. And I don't know, like, but you know, like I think, you know, it was it was tight at the end. Um, but you know, I, I just think like it was that mentality that we've always had. And for sure, like I agree with you, like you've been a little bit more fortunate in the sense that you've been able to accomplish more of those things that's reached those accolades. Like you went to the games individually and, you know, you won the master's division um, already. And like, it's like, 
you know, and that was always my goal. Like, reach the games. I don't know if I ever would have ever wanted to have been like a 20-time games athlete like some of these guys now, you know, because like you, I have a family as well. You know, like my kids are, my son is 14, my daughter's 12. I have my wife, you know, I have like, you know, I work a real job. Like it's, it's, so it's, it's not as easy. Like some of these guys that are now just like, like, I, like I'll use Noah as an example, because I train with him a lot. Noah literally just trains to compete. Like that's his job. That's his life. He's got a fiance. He's got a dog, like, which is his biggest responsibility. But like <laughs> outside of that, like, you know, we have kids. That's a huge responsibility. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to go train 13 hours today and not like, go grocery shopping, like clean up the house, go to work, like, you know, take my kids to activities, do all this, stuff. Like, you know, it's like we, we, you know, like we came into the sport, but we were already like building families. Yep. And these guys so young to the sport, they weren't even at that phase, at that phase in their lives. But it, it's nothing, bro. Like, you know, I think everybody has their own experience, you know, as, you know, growing as th through athletes. And like I said, I don't regret none of, no, nothing that I've done as the, um, in like training processes and competing, like even with my injuries, I've learned so much about my body and how to take care, um, take care of it better. So it's like, you know, I can dwell on stuff and be negative. Like just this past weekend with the stuff with the masters thing, I can dwell on it. And like, I could have fallen into like this whole, Oh, but they're being unfair and blah, blah. But I'm like, no, like I got something else to focus on now. Like I got to focus on doing the semi and doing my best at that semi. Like, all right, if I want to redeem myself, let me do it through the semi. Let me go win that. Let me go push myself as hard as I can. Don't don't get caught up in that, like, oh, what if, what if, what if? Like, you know. Well, it, taught you, it taught you what to look out for during your online competition you're doing for semis. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that another reason why I, why I did the Masters qualifiers is just, like, to practice, you know, the setups and all, you know, because they have all these rules and regulations of how they want things done. All right, cool. So now I've just... I got more practice because, I mean, there hasn't been really any competitions yep. for almost a, a two years because of the whole pandemic stuff, like unless you went to the games. So I haven't competed really against anybody or anything. I don't, I wouldn't even call the open competition, you know, like you do the open, you, you're going to qualify. So yep. it's like the quarterfinals. I was like, oh, let me do the Masters qualifier to get more, like get more experience with my belt right now because I've gone such a long time without competing that I'm like, maybe I'm going to have nerves. Maybe, you know, like I've, so I was like, all right, cool. And, and what was cool about like doing it in um, Alpharetta, Georgia, where TTT is like, you have, I had those guys watching me, like Noah, Travis, like these guys are watching me. Like, you know, they're big dogs in the sport. And so you get a little bit angst, you get anxious. Like, you're like, okay, these guys are watching me. Lauren Fisher was there. Um, Alexis Raptors, like these really good athletes. And, you know, you don't want to shit the bed while they're, they're watching you. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that gives you, like, a little bit more of, like, confidence. And so, I mean, right now, man, like, yeah, I'm just, you know, prepping for the semis. And, you know, like, just li like I said, life for us is different than a lot of the other athletes. That's why when you were telling me that you're going to take a break, I was like, yeah, that's smart, you know? I think that's interesting, too, you said that because I think what, when we came into the sport, we pretty much probably went down a very similar path. Because when we started, owning a gym was the way to make the games, yeah. right? Like, oh, if you want to make the games, you got to own a gym. Now, if you own a gym, it's a death trap that, like, now you got to be able to, you know, like, Noah came in too young for that. So it was like, well, I'm going to train in a gym. I've got, you know, Guido, 
and I can come in and do whatever I want. And then we were like, well, we're older. We need a career. Exactly. Let's do a gym. Cause you owned a gym for how long? Eight years. I had it for eight years. And then yeah. and what, when did that start? What happened there? Um, just burnt out, man. Like, you know, and I don't know, you know, what your experience is like, uh, you, your wife and you work it together though, right? The gyms. Yeah. I mean, I would say in the store, I would say she's pretty hands off. Um, oh. she'll do a little bit, but more like, I don't want to be like, it's kind of the, the, the back end stuff where it's like, uh, fixing this, fixing that. So it's not, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I pretty much, so I started the gym like, and I, and I, I would say like maybe a lot of us, with a uh, lack of business experience or whatever, we started out of like a passion. I thought, look, I'm gonna open this gym and people are gonna flock to it because people love fitness as much as I do, is what I thought, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, people are gonna, like, I love getting in shape and working out. So everybody is also gonna love that too. And that wasn't the case, you know, like you actually had to work at it and build relationships and be business savvy and all that, which, which is something I did learn throughout my eight years of owning the gym. Um, it was a great experience. Um, and, you know, I would tell anybody being an entrepreneur is an amazing experience. Even if you like end up closing the business or not, like gaining that experience to me has been amazing, you know, but um, it was just like overwhelming, you know, it was just very overwhelming. I was coaching a ton towards the back end. I was coaching a lot and, um, I just started getting like a lot of resentment towards towards fitness in general. It wasn't even just the gym. I just started like, ugh, like I I just I've and it's still even to this day like I don't understand why people don't want to work out. I'm like, it's good for you. You don't even. But I'm, I'm, and I tell them like you don't have to do it the level that I do. It. Like you can just come in for an hour, do a class workout to good warm. You do a good warm up, do the workout like at your own pace and level. And, but people still want to fight that. And to me, it's always been like, I don't understand that. So, but it got to like a, like a really like a boiling point in 2019 is when I closed the gym. It got to like a boiling point where I was like, I spoke to my wife and I was like, I have to close the gym. It's driving me crazy. And she's like, I mean, she's like, yeah, whatever, you know, close it. Like if you're unhappy, it doesn't make sense because, you know, you would know anybody who owns a gym knows that like, if you're unhappy, it's going to just go everywhere. It's going to like, blood. you know, there's no way for you to hide that while when you give classes or when you speak to members or, you know, if you're doing events and all that stuff. Making it, it makes it even worse when you step away because you can't do that for that long either. Like you, that, you know, so it's like, um, so it was just the, the, the business was doing fine. It was doing good. Like I had a good, good amount of members. The profits were fine. Like there was no issues. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. It was driving me crazy. So I was like, all right, I had to get out of it. So I sold all my equipment and I just got out of it. Like without any plan. I was just like, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> so literally you just said, I can't do this anymore. And what, what, yeah, what? Was like literally a month. Yeah. I told my members like in the beginning of March that I was closing at the end of March. Wow. I got, like I found them like a bunch of gyms. Like I contacted gyms. I was like, Hey, I'm closing my gym would you like to accept some of my members? And I gave them choices like, you know, Hey, this gym is going to offer you guys this membership. You know, like I, I didn't just throw them off into the street. Like I was like, all right, look, there's a couple of gyms nearby. Like I spoke to them. These are the membership prices. They're willing to charge you guys, you know, like you guys can do whatever it is that you want. And then like, you know, they all, 
each decided to which which way they wanted to go and all that but um yeah and then like and the march i closed and like i was like well what do i do with the rest of my life now and then like <laughs> yeah which was kind of like wild but um which kind of like spiraled me into like a depression yep. because you know you kind of go like you, you you were you had this idea you like you lost your identity because i at that point i had kind of stopped even training like i didn't even want to touch weights i didn't want to do anything i was just super like in my own head um so like for four months i was just like lost didn't know what i was gonna do with my life um but um fortunately i had made like tons of uh connections with people and with members and one of my members had like always told me hey look if you ever need anything let me know um i have a construction company and i was like oh sure whatever i never really took it serious and then like randomly out of the blue, he called me up and he was like, Hey, Julian, are you still interested in this uh, project managing job? Like, and I was like, I was like, yeah, cool. Like, yeah. He's like, I, he's like, I know you don't have too much experience, but um, I'll, you know, and I didn't even know that their company was as large as the company is, yeah. you know, like, cause you, you don't sit around talking to your members about their net worth and no. you know, what they really do. You'd like to talk about like personal stuff, like their kids and, you know, how's life and all that stuff. You never like, I didn't really ever go into like, oh, the business side of like, so I go in, I do an interview and you know, they love me and they give me a job. And it's like, I'm like, yo, I didn't even know you guys had all this. And it's like a nationwide company and doing like construction build outs everywhere. But to me, it was like, I wouldn't say like a lifesaver because it like opened my eyes to a new world but it saved me with my fitness. Like now that I've separated the two, I'm like happier than I've ever been. Like just not being like having to, um, exactly. You know, like not having to like, Oh, CrossFit is my financial like success. Like, no, that's CrossFit is just like my getaway from the world now, you know, like I love to compete and that's a passion of mine and I love to train and, and, and I'll, I'll use the, I was actually saying it recently though. I don't know how Matt Frazier, like, I understand he retired and he was the best and all that, but it, like he's dropping his, like totally just stopping his training is crazy to me. You know, like I know, like, even when I step away from competing, I'm still going to train hard because I just love to train hard. Well, that's why, that's why it's tough though, because I think, and again, I'm, this is me just like speculating is, you know, we act like we know everybody, but like he might not have stopped training, but it's yeah. easier to say for an image like, oh, now I'm doing this. Like, I know if I post one thing that says like, oh, this is what check this out. People are like, oh, that's what you're doing. No, it's just a post. Like, yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, we, we take like everything that people are posting on social media, like as factual, like, oh, yeah. you know, people like I, I, I tell you, like people post their best life on social media. Yeah. They're not. People aren't posting like they're downs, like, oh, I'm going to, not most people at least. Um, so yeah, for sure. But like, for me, it's just like that division of the two has made this like so much better for me. I I never had that before. When I first started like competitive CrossFit, I owned a gym, but now like, it's like, and maybe that's what's given me a second win now more, like, cause now I don't have that pressure of having 200 members and trying to, you know, make everybody happy now it's just me yeah no that's i 
Dude, I totally can relate to that. And that's, I think that's interesting too, because in the beginning I was probably like you are now, because I had a full-time job and I had to separate, like I had certain times, but I was more anxious because when I wasn't able to work, I was like wanting to get to this level that I felt like this was holding me back. So I opened the gym, took me about four years to find balance, which I don't know if balance is the right word, but essentially where it was like, I could come home and be home. And yeah. I think that's hard for athletes, especially if they're doing it full time is like, when's the off switch. And I think for me right now, I've kind of reset and found that off switch where like I can step back and I'm not thinking about training. Like right now I'm not thinking about training. I'm not, but I can go and just train and turn it back on. And I'm like, I've still got it. It's just right now. It's not the thing. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. You know, like I think, I think that's great, like that you've taken a step back from that and like, but, and if you wanted to like come just right back in, all you you know, you'll yeah. be right back in it, you know, it's, it's, but I think everybody else's, everybody else's process is different also, you know, like people ask me all the time, like how much do you train? And I don't train as much as a lot of these guys train. I just feel like we've built so much foundation already. Yep. You know, like yep. we've put in so many years, it's like, how many like how many hours do I need to spend in the gym like that often because like we've already put those hours in like thousands and thousands of reps and hours and you know like months and years and it's like do I really need to like hit this three hour session or like you know like so I I tell people like at this point of my career I'm not doing three hour sessions two times a day and like all that I'm like no like you know I'll come do whatever I need to do like an hour and a half, maybe. Sometimes if I have a double, I'll do a double, but I'm not killing myself that much. So, like, I, I just feel like I've found a, a really good balance for me because I don't want to tell anybody else how, if their process is wrong. But my process for me, like, I found a really good balance where I can still have, like, a social life. Social life meaning, like, hanging with my kids, hanging with my wife, hanging with some friends. Because social life for me, even if I wasn't doing this, doesn't mean going out to clubs and drinking. Like I don't drink anyway. So like, I'm not going to go drinking and, you know, but like going on a boat and chilling with friends and doing stuff on the weekend. Like I don't, you know, like Matt Fraser's mentality. Cause you know, I've heard his podcast that he was like, I can't go to somebody's wedding. Yep. I'm like, well, I'll be like, Oh, I'll, I'm going to go to that person's wedding. Like, it's, it's funny you say that too, because it makes you think like, am I doing it wrong? Like, like you said, it's, it's, yeah. not, it's like, I found what works for me. Exactly. You don't tell me it's wrong. And I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Like, exactly. you can it worked for him the best. Yeah. It worked for him the best to do it like that. Like, you know, maybe he's that type of person that has to be like, it's an all or nothing type deal for him. Yeah. And it, it paid off for him, you know, for five years straight, the dude was the best of the, like untouchable best. Yeah. All right. So, but that's fine. Like, you know, like I, I'm happy with where I am and who I am and my process. And I know that, okay, if it gets me to where I want to be great. And if it doesn't, then all right, maybe I need to tweak that up too, but I need, I need that balance. And I don't think I could do like that. Oh, I can't do this like to that level that he did, you know, just because I, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's cause he was younger and he had that time to waste. I, I'm just, listen, this is kind of like my philosophy of life right now. It's like, you never get time back. You know, like, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna miss out on things because like, 
all right, I plan around a lot of my stuff. Like, okay, my training, I plan around with hanging out with my kids and my wife. And, but like, I'm not going to miss out on a, like one of my good friends' weddings because I need to train. I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll go wherever we need to go and train uh, whatever I can do during that time. And then I'll go to the wedding or like, you know, stuff like that. Like, I'm not going to miss important events because I feel like you're going to think back and you're going to have regrets. Like, was it worth like missing somebody's big day or big moment because you had to do a two hour session of bike sprints and whatever, like, yeah. you know, I'll figure it out. No, I agree. And, and I think what's crazy too is like, for me, I went through a very long period of time where I trained a lot of volume and I think we all did. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then now, I mean, I, I want to say in 2019, I never did more than like four workouts in a day. And we're talking about a workout might have been a seven-minute AMRAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like I went in the Masters competition and was untouchable. Exactly. And but that's what – it just comes back to like what I'm saying. We've put in so much time. Like it's like your, your body doesn't even need that much. It's like now it's like you've been just doing two or three workouts in a day and like letting your body just recover more. Is giving you that extra added edge, like to beat everybody else, yep. you know? Well, no, and I and I feel like example, like for me, like because my my volume's down, what I would say volume. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, like, for someone to get to where I am, the amount of work that they have to do, the hours, the years they have to put in, it, like, I literally could stop for five years and still <laughs> outlift every person and still not every person, but still like I was joking. People would tell oh. me I trained with Nick. I trained with Nick and I'm like, you worked out next to me, but I did an EMOM of X and you did an EMOM of Y complete. Like it would take you six years to even do one minute of my EMOM yeah. that I did for 20 minutes. Like it's, it's taking that into account. I think we missed that. It's like taking where you are, and how do you get to just do one minute of what I did for 20? And then how long is it going to take you from that one minute to get to the 20? And then where am I going to be in that amount of time? Like, Yeah, man, exactly. What we've done is like compounded amount of volume throughout the years. It's like we've done so much that it's like, I'm. you're right. I feel like, you can, like I, I literally did stop. I stopped, totally stopped for six months. I didn't lift one pound. Like, when I came back, my max snatch was uh, 185. My max clean and jerk was 225. It's all happened in 2019. Yeah. And in three months time, like literally from that moment, I was so out of shape. And three months later, the open, and then I qualified to the games as the Colombian national champ. But still, I finished 158th in the world. So I was like in the worst shape of my life. And in three months time, so it's like, I'm just trying to put like a timeline for people to understand that like people like us have put in so much work that we can stop for an amount of time. And then in such a short period of time, you're going to be back to elite level, you know, like world back to where you were than it is to get somewhere new. Exactly. You know, like, because we've, we've put in so much work. Yep. And, and that's literally why I'm so pumped to see you go, because I mean, I think I reached out to you when you popped back on social media, like you were gone for a while. And I was like, Hey, yeah. are you good? Like, where have you been? And you're like, ah, I took some time off. Like I, cause I think you deleted your account. 
Yeah, yeah, I did. I deleted the, the old account and I kind of just disappeared. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was actually good to disconnect and um, that um, like then coming back and just kind of building like back up, building myself back up. And it's just I mean, it's been like a like like a second wing, like a like a rebirth is what I would want to say, you know, as an athlete and as a person. And uh, I'm just kind of like stoked and definitely like. You know, I feel super like, like um, grateful for everything, and like to be even in the position that I'm in, like even to be able to be able to keep competing against like you know these younger dudes. Like to me, you know, I I, I don't really care to me like the, the age thing. No. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it's like these guys could be 20, 25, whatever the age they want. Like I don't care. You know because I know I'm training hard and. I don't focus on everybody else's training. I'm training and I'm focusing on my stuff and I'm focusing on what's going to happen that like game day. Yep. I mean, I, it's funny because no one really cares about age unless you do. Like I remember exactly. standing, I remember standing at, it was 2019 and it was me, like Vellner, Frazier, uh, like Quant, like just a bunch of people just, we're just talking and they've all got their bags because in 2019 you walked out during the, like, you know, you, Oh yeah, yeah, all that stuff, and then they had to do a workout, like it got announced, and I went as a master. So I'm yeah. standing up, I don't have a bag, and we start walking out, and Frazier looks at me and goes, "Bold move," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Dude, you're going out with nothing," and I was like, "I'm a master," and he was like, "God, I forget." He's like, yeah. "You look like you're 28." He's like, "I have more crow's feet than you do," but yeah. it's because I don't walk around saying I'm a master. I walk around, I'm like, I'm an athlete, and I get to choose. If I want to do a different division now, it's an opportunity I have. So if I want to, unfortunately, for some people, I look at it as I can back off and still un, like compete at the games. Exactly. And I have to focus on it as, as like the open athlete. Oh, for sure. And I actually had that same experience with uh, with with Fraser. I did uh, in 2020. I did one of the open workouts with him. Him and Patrick Bowen. I remember that. And he was like. Uh, you know, we did the workout afterwards. Like they beat me, but like by, by very little. And he was like, "Man, like, who are you?" And I'm like, "Oh man, I'm Julian." You know, like I, I had competed with him uh, at another competition before. But it's like, it's like, man, you're good. And he's like, I'm like, and then somebody like just randomly, oh, but he's a masters. And he's like, "Well, how old are you?" And I'm like, at that point, I was 36. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm 36." He's like, "What? Are you serious?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "How do you look like you look, and you're that age?" I'm like, man, you know, whatever, you know, like I've, I've, I love this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And they were, and they were both like, bro, there's no way you're 36. Matt, Matt kept telling me, show me your driver's license. Show me your driver's license. <laughs> that he's like, I don't know what's going on with the water down here. And I'm like, bro, trust me, I'm 36. I know I am. But it's, you know, it's like, yeah, like I think like they're the same. Like I don't go around, hey guys, it's me, pop here. You know, like I made, I made a post on it on social media during the old, uh, during the quarterfinals and all that, because I was like, wow, that's kind of cool that I'm the only Masters that was in the top 30 qualifying for that semi. Now, um, usually I don't really like to call attention to too much of that because I don't really care. Like I said, like you're saying, like we know that, you know, even backing off, if I was to back off right now, I knew I would have qualified for the Masters. Top, it was top 20. Like, you know, I, I know I could have qualified even with like, lesser volume. Not really. That's why I didn't do it. That's exactly why I didn't sign up because I thought they they are they posted they're not backfilling. So I thought if I sign up, even if I'm not ready, I'm gonna sell out. Yeah. I will get and I will have a spot. 
But then, then I take it from somebody and I'm not going. See, so it, it, see, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know they were backfilling. Like they, they were not. They weren't, they, yeah, they said they weren't backfilling. That's messed up because, like, I knew for a fact that I wasn't gonna, <laughs> I wouldn't have gone. You know, so it's it, it kind of works out better for the competitors. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because it, it gives. Yeah, I had no idea, but now that you're telling me, like, I'm actually kind of grateful that that guy who's in 20th place now gets to actually maybe he's gonna want to compete because I definitely wasn't gonna do that competition. You know, but and as a competitor, normally I'd be like, I don't care. Twentieth didn't deserve to go then. But when I'm competing, right? Like I'm like, I don't care if I'm not taking it. I'm gonna prove it. Like I'm, I'm taking a spot. You gotta, you know. I always joke with people when they're like, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna do this, and I'm like, whose spot are you taking? Because it's not mine. Exactly. Like, everybody, I'm like, who, who, who are you stealing it from? Because well, everyone- that, well, that's 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 what I think about now. It's like, all right, this year, I didn't I didn't show up as the first place, but. Like, I don't feel like I'm losing any steps, like, in the next couple of years. Like, who's going to take one of my spots if I want to be a master's competitive athlete? Like, who's taking – like, I'm going to age up in two years to 40, but I still feel like I'll be competitive enough to be – like, so who's – like, who's coming after one of my spots? Yep. You know, like – I and so I'll always have that, like, yeah, if I want to do that as an option, you know, but – for me, it's always been about being in an open division. You know, like you obviously had that experience and I never got that chance. So that's that's mainly the reason why I'm like, you know, training to like be in that open division. Like I just want to stand there at Madison or, you know, wherever it is that they have the games and be like, you know, I finally have made it. It's worth it, man. It's worth it. Of course, you know, like only, only we know that feeling that you get of accomplishment because you know all the like hard work and, hours and of preparation and all that stuff like you know like i don't like to call it sacrifice i tell people like don't call things that you prioritize as sacrifice like i don't feel like me eating a certain way or like training a certain way is a sacrifice because you know to me it's a priority i prioritize to eat this way i prioritize to live this lifestyle because i have a goal like sacrificing sounds negative like oh i sacrificed to do that and I'm like, no, you prioritized. That's a positive spin to it. Like you, you want to make sure that because then like when you, you'll start thinking back, if you don't ever reach that goal and you start thinking back, it's like, oh man, I missed out on this and I missed out on that. And I'm like, no, I'm choosing to miss out on these things as a priority. So I always want to say like, yeah, listen, um, I'm prioritizing all this at this moment in my life because I have this goal and, I, and I've had it for a while. And, you know, 2018, I went on a team, but it wasn't the same. Like, it was fun. I loved it. You know, it was fun. But being an individual, I've always competed individually. I need to, I want to feel that, like, rush of getting out there and competing against as an individual. You know, like, I want I want that pressure to be just on me. I want the crowd to be like Julian, you know, like, and I want, and more so than anything at this point now, it's like, I'm Colombian and I want to represent my country. Like, you know, I want to give those athletes that are coming up in that country, like role model, like somebody to look up to. Like I, I get tons of like messages now, like, Oh my God, Julian, you're amazing. Blah, blah, blah. But I want them to see me on the big stage. Like, and then see the flag, like, you know, cause Colombia's obviously a third world country. And we've never like the most, the closest we've ever gotten was me as a team athlete and like a team athlete but you want to you want to see like somebody there and 
I'm sorry, I'm taking away from the national champ years, but you know, like it. You want to see somebody competing, like exactly. I see you to that point, like get there because you like you you deserved it, like you earned it the hard way. Yep. You know, like you come from like you come from that era that we came from where you earned to go to the games. Mm -hmm. You know, like you had to earn that shit. Like your road, your road to the games was through the central, and that was one of the hardest roads. You know what I'm saying? Like if nobody could ever doubt that you were an amazing athlete because you came out of the central region, which was like stacked. You know what I mean? Like anybody who ever like came out of the central is like, man, that dude is a beast because you know what I'm saying? So like, that's always been like my, my thing. Like I want to earn that the right way. Like, you know, it's just so. Yeah. No, I, I yep. No, man. Like I, yeah, I think the, the earning it, that's huge, man. Cause you know, going back, like you're saying, centrally, obviously your regional was stacked and got better every year, right? Like yeah. it really improved and got, you know, not older, but more experience. It just got tougher. And I think, you know, for me and like for yourself and what I would guess is after you make it this year, you're going to want to make it again because you don't want to be a one, you know, again, you qualified last year through the national. Through the national yeah. Um, but it's just different when you do it. Yeah. yeah. When you grind it out, like go against, you know, like, you yep. know, it's, it's a lot different and um, it just feels better earned, you know, that's yep. that accomplishment is just feels a lot better when like people see the process and see like you went through those steps where it's not like did so, like the open and you qualified and now you got 10 months to train for the, for, for the games. And then like being at the games, it's like, you're not just there to be like a spectator which I felt like a lot of people with that were the national champs, like were there and they were like spectating, you yeah. know? And I'm like, I'm going to go there and I want to make sure that people know who I am. The games turned into two different people. It was those, those there to compete and those there to survive. And exactly. you don't want to go there to survive. You want to go there to compete. And then uh, like something, yeah, people, people were like telling me like, Oh, a lot of a lot of the other athletes were going up to like Frazier and Relner, like, hey, can you take a picture with me? Or hey, can you? And I'm like, listen, like, cool, those guys are cool. I've spoken to them. I've competed against a lot. I'm not trying to take pictures with none of those. Like, we can take a picture at the end of the weekend when we've all grinded it out and we're like feeling like shit. But I hate you during this moment in time. We're about to compete against each other. I'm, I'm not trying to take pictures with you. You're already like, lost. That's you. Already you. Lost. Yeah, that, like, I'm not going with that mentality that I want to be your friend. Like, we can be cool between events or whatever. Like, hey, what's up? Or whatever. But F you until the competition is over. Then afterwards, we can take a picture or whatever if that matters. But I'm going there to beat you. Just like I know for a fact that all those guys are going there to beat me. So, I mean, like that that um, like that um, type of fangirl shit, like that just didn't sit well with me because I don't want to fangirl with anybody that I'm competing against, like at that same time. I'm like, oh, hold on, can we take a picture before this walk? I'm like, nah, bro, let me fucking try to beat you. And then we can talk about maybe at the end of the weekend taking a picture, but. Well, and it just makes the athlete say, I just want like, cause what happened at, in that time was once you were out and cut, you weren't allowed back in. So it also makes the elite athletes, you know, the, the say, yeah. I just can't wait till you get cut so I don't have to deal with this. Exactly, I mean. Because so, they know they're going to be here. And that's what you want. You want to know you're going to be there. Like, you, that you deserve so, it. 
Exactly. So I, I feel like this process that they have now has kind of like redeemed it again because I felt like regionals was, you know, you had to get through regionals together. And the guys who usually will qualify, they're competitors. They're not trying to take pictures and hang out and do like they're trying to win. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like now this process of semis has like redeemed that again and given us that. All right. These guys deserve to be there, you know, and though you're like and even though like South America only gets two spots and these other areas get only certain amount of spots or whatever, like those people that are going to end up qualifying are going to be people with the mentality that they're trying to win. They're not, I don't care. You know, like, it doesn't matter. They're not going to show up like, Oh, let's, you know, let's all take a picture guys. Like, no, you know I mean? So yeah, you want to prove yourself. That's my big thing. I think if you go there, sure. you want to prove yourself and be like, I'm going to be back. Like you're not just getting to see me and I'm getting to see you and I'll never see you again. It's like, no, I'm going to be, you're going to remember me. Exactly. You know, like you want to be there like, and you want to be in the workouts and, beat guys and they're like where the fuck does this guy come from or like you know like you want to be that guy so i mean that's my mentality and it's always been my mentality i've never shown up to a competition yeah, no, i know that uh, yeah no i've never shown up to a competition like and be like oh i'm just here for fun i'm like yo we're here to compete you know so I, every competition that i've done it's like i'm here to compete and win you know and so just the same mentality I've, that mentality has never changed and I think like anybody who's a competitor has that same mentality. Mm -hmm. um, is, there, is there anything that you would say then for somebody who maybe um, is, I don't even know if up and coming is the right word, but maybe there's somebody who believes that they can one day be in the position. Because I think, like you said, there are, there are a lot, there are going to be more and more people like us because example, like Sean back in the day, like a master's athlete was somebody who had an engine and no strength. Yeah, because, because everybody started older and they were like, oh, I never snatched or cleaned. Like I didn't have technique. I just I muscled everything. And now you've got these athletes coming up who are hitting their 35 and they've been in it for yeah. 10 years developed. And now you've got somebody who's maybe 22 to 25 who's seeing you and they're like, dang, man, like and you're like, yeah, but continue. Like, is there any advice you would say to somebody who's like, I feel like I could have the tools or I could have the abilities and I just need to put it together? I think the biggest piece of advice, and I think both me and you would be in the same like book with it, is you got to be patient. Number one, you have to be patient. You can't expect like we came in during a time where it was like nobody really was anything. So we we get we can, we became elite really fast. We grew with it real quick. Exactly. But now it's been 10, 15 years of the sport, and now it's like you need to put in the work. You need to be disciplined. You need be you need to be consistent, and you need to be. And above all, you need to be patient with it. Like you need to like know that if you're at a certain level and you're trying to reach elite level status, like it might be a three to five year plan. You know what I'm saying? Like you, if you think by next year, uh, oh, I'm hitting these numbers. Like, yeah, you might get stronger, but guess what? Let's go do a 20 minute AMRAP or let's go do a three or a 5K for time or like stuff like that. Like you're going to have to put in tons of work and volume and stuff like that. And you're going to have to be patient and you're going to have to be willing to take a lot of losses and not let your ego get hurt and all this stuff. But to me, it's like patience, man. You got to be patient. Like a lot of people that I see now, and I, and I mean, I don't know how many times this happened to you where people walk into your gym and like, I want to go to the CrossFit games. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like what experience do you have? And I'm like, Oh, I've never done anything. And I'm like, amazing. It's like, you know, like, there's, there's people obviously that come from backgrounds of sports and they already have a foot ahead of other people, 
but it still doesn't guarantee anything. I think like learning a lot about the sport and then just being patient and growing and, you know, finding a coach or somebody who you trust or a program that you trust that, you know, it's going to um, help you progress the way you want, but it, it all in the, in, the, in the end of the day, it's like, it's just a lot of patience. I mean, we've been in the game for so long, like we've been patient is pretty much right. Like, I mean, you gotta be with our training and all that. After geez, maybe five or six years of the gym, I started getting sick of people saying that. So I just basically said, can you commit to three years? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, but in three years, we get to find out if you actually might be good enough. It's not that that's the time. It's just like in three years, we'll be able to say like, okay, I think we might be able to get you there. Exactly. Like, because you know, it's not going to take three years to see the potential, but it's going to take like that commitment to know like they're willing, they're willing to grind. Are you willing to be disciplined and consistent? Lose, like you said, take a lot of L's. Exactly. Are you willing to do that? For the next three years and then if we get if, if you reach those three years it's like all right well this is our starting point like now we can see if we can actually get you to that you know and, it, and unfortunately and you know it might be my story or it might not be i'm not sure i hope it's not but there's people that will never make it you know what i mean and I, I can live with it. I'll be fine with it. Like, I know I'm doing everything to make, to, so it's not part of my story, but people need to understand like, hey, there's only 40 spots, 40 men, 40 women. And there's tons of people competing for those spots. Like, what are you doing consistently different than any of those people for you to take one of those spots? It's like you were saying with the masters, what are you doing to take away one of those spots from somebody who's gone before? Mm -hmm. You know, because... Unless that person just like outright retires like Matt did, you know, now there's an open, there's literally an open spot now, but like what, like I, you know, if I was to look at Brent Fikowski's working hard, Patrick Vellner's working hard, Noah's working hard, Travis is working hard, like all these guys are working hard. What are we like, what, somebody who walks up to you and tells you, I want to go to the CrossFit Games. All right. What are you going to do differently in these next three to five years to take a spot away from these guys who've made it a career? You know, because Noah's like seven-time cross the games athlete. Travis is a seven-time games athlete. Patrick Vellner, same thing. Like, you know, all these guys, like, they're going every year. It's like, you know, they're a lock. So what are you doing? What are we going to do three to five years for you to get there? And it's like, you need to be patient. You're going to take a lot of losses. You know, you can't get, you know, you can't, you can't let these things break you down. If that's your true goal, like, I could have quit a, a million times. Because I've hit tons of walls. Like, if my true goal is so important to me, then I'm going to work for it no matter what. I took losses. I've had injuries. I've had a ton of things that happened to me that were out of my control. But it happened. And I could have just been like, this is too much. I quit. Or I could just keep moving forward and keep trying to reach my goal and just be happy. And that's what, I, that's what, I, that's what I've chosen to do. Yep. And, I, and I've said this before, too. But, like, with myself, like I think I made – 2011 was my first games. And I thought every year yeah. do this and it, and I missed it four straight years. And I remember in 2015 when I made it back my cause then it became, I got scared. I was going to be a one hit wonder. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be that. I remember I lived in that. Like I felt like empty. And in 2015, when I made it my second time, it was like, Oh, it just filled that hole. And the number one question I got 
from everyone, family, friends, everybody was like, so are you done? And I said, you're asking me if I'm done because I went four years to do it a second time. And because I succeeded, I'm done. Like you don't, you've, you've misread this whole entire purpose of why, like what this is. I go, no, I just filled that one void, but now it's three. And like, and, and it's improving. It's every year improving. And if I don't make, like, and that's because we're competitors, though. And that's like, that's what makes us. And that's also what why we're like these guys that people look at us and they're like, "How old are you?" And you're like, "Oh, I'm thirty something." And they're like, "What?" Because we just we're different, bro. We're built different. Like, I hate to sound like super like. No, it's, it's, dude, it's crazy because literally. When I tell somebody three years and they're like, ah, oh, that's a long time. I'm like, but I went four after making it and being disappointed, 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 but yet going to competitions and being like, I'm good enough. And then being told, no, you're not Exactly. And then going and competing and being like, but I'm good enough. And then being told, no, you're not because you're in a hard region or whatever. And like I would say is when I would not qualify, people would say, well, man, why don't you move or why don't you do something else? And I'm like, because if I want to go and compete against the top 40 and I can't get top five against these guys, how am I ever going to win? How much exactly. like I shouldn't, it shouldn't matter who those five people are. I have to still prove myself. Why would I want to go and make it every year again? I'm not, if I was in a situation where it was an easy regional and it just happened to fall in my lap, but like never was I going to try to find a way out. Just like what you were saying earlier. Like, exactly. no, you but, don't want the route. why would you want the easy route? You yeah. want to go to the roughest route because you know, like if that tested you, when you go to the games, you're already tested. You're gonna, you're ready to start crushing. It's like, you know. So, but like, like I said, it's about being built different, man. It's having a different mentality than people. Having like this mentality of like, you know, you don't, you don't want the easy route. You don't want the easy way. You don't want like, you know. And and, and you know, tons of people they think we take the easy route. They think we, they just don't see the hours we're spending doing things to be at the levels we're at. They just. All they see is the one video you post of you lifting this much weight, but they don't see all the stuff you've did prior to that. You know, all the things you're doing after that, like they don't see none of that. Your wife sees it. Your family sees it. You know, like those people that are that close, they see those things. But the people on Instagram and the people just like regular people, they don't see those hours that you're spending like that. So, you know, they, they just don't understand. That's the thing. You know, it's just, it's hard to explain those things because it's like, you either understand it or you don't. Yep. That's it. So, and, that's, and that's why, like, honestly, like, I think after the master's thing, you said to me, you were like, dude, do you still want me on even though I didn't qualify? <laughs> like, I did. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, no, sure. like, you know, I mean, obviously it would have been dope, but like, I was like, man, you sure? I mean, but, um, but to yeah, me, I mean, this is, this is so cool because like, obviously I've known of you for, I mean, upwards of eight, nine years and I've known you for, yeah seven right i mean and i would say like 2014 i think it was crush games 2014 when i met you and then obviously we did grid together um and we kind of got to know each other a lot better there and in last few years it's just been like social media chatting and like goofing off and saying yeah. things here and there but like i respect you a ton as an athlete and like i really wanted to have you on because i know you're going to make the game so what i want to do is have you go to the games no pressure and then be able to say like man now you know, September, what's Julian feel? What's, you know, like, what, what is this? Not, not what's next, but like, what is, yeah. cause it's, you know, you don't know what it's going to feel like to stand on top of that podium. 
at, you know, to say like 2021 CrossFit Games athlete, Julian Serna out of Columbia. And you're like, I mean, I remember I told myself, I'm going to ball my eyes out. And I didn't. And I was like, I don't even know how to accept it. Like he was like, because it's just an invitation to keep going. That was what exactly. I, I mean, to be honest though, I think that's what it is. Like at this point in my life, I don't feel like even accomplishing that is like, the thing is I've made it like the, the, the staple of like, I am, I want to make sure I'm enjoying this journey. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the goal is for sure is going to be an awesome achievement, but I don't want to look past the journey, like doing these sessions and talking like with you and like hanging out with friends and like being up in Georgia and hanging out with those amazing athletes and, you know, hanging out with athletes down here and talking with my coaches and hanging with my wife and, you know, just like all that stuff is part of this process to me to reach that goal. But that doesn't mean that once I've reached that goal, like that's it, like, like, what else like what's next i'm like let's keep it going like for me it's like i'm gonna keep this going like i love this i love this sport and i love competing in it and i love going against these athletes and you know so to me it's like even at that point even if i was to win the games is if i won the games i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be there next year like let's go yeah you no know? like it's it, it's just it's a passion it's a passion and it's a fire and it drives me so i just don't see like I don't see an end to it until like maybe one day I'm like, Oh, I feel like I'm ready to sit back and you know, well, that, whatever. That's like for me right now, it is, you know, it's always been about the journey of training to get to those goals, but those goals are just those milestones. Like that's all that is. like regionals is a milestone. It's just like, are you there? But it's like, yeah, but you know, I'm going to keep it going. And I think like for me right now, I'm not letting, I'm not going to let myself go. I'm not letting up. Like, you know, I hit a 365 easy clean, but, that doesn't define me as a, that doesn't make me think, Oh, I'm a games athlete. It just makes me think like, all right, I'm going to hit 375 next month. Exactly. And then I'm going to maintain this. Like I'm still at that, that mindset of athlete, but it's, it's more, it's, it's fun right now to be able to be like, dude, I want to go and watch my friends go and throw down and maybe I'll get re-energized to want to step out there but i'm still competing on a daily basis against myself For sure. I mean, but that's I, I feel like that's even though you've taken a step back from actually competing against other athletes at, at that those divisions you're still competing day in and day out against the number one athlete you've always competed against which is yourself you know what i mean like we we always compete against ourselves we like i, I would say is like who's our biggest competitor is ourselves because when we're in workouts like it's our own brain that's causing us to either stop or move forward or keep training like you know it's like we're always like i know it's cliche to say it but it's like True me versus, but it's like that's what it's been for years you know it's like been you versus like yep that's my mentality that's why when i compete my mentality always is like obviously if it's the games it's it's different because it's it's first right for sure but like regionals was always I don't have to beat everybody. Five guys have to beat me. And if I go out and I run and I, I do my thing, five guys aren't better than me. And that was how I went into, like, as I got more mature, it became more about not trying, not instead of trying not to lose, I would basically be like, you all have to try to beat me. I'm exactly. not trying, I'm not trying to beat you. I'm, I'm literally, I know what I have to do and I know what I can do. And if you end up beating me, then you were better at that moment. I, I'm not, not giving it, but you have to beat me. That's literally what my mentality as I matured changed towards, whereas it used to always be like, 
I have to win every workout. You know, if somebody beats me like, ah, uh, and it turned into like, no, nah, man, if, if four guys beat me every single workout at regionals, I go to the games, probably first or second qualified. Like yeah. I lost every single event, four people beat me, but overall, like, yeah, but you're still exactly. You're still there. So exactly. I mean, that makes, you know, that, and that's, I feel like that's the mentality. Like I have now it's like, you know, like it's my spot to lose. Yeah. You know, it's my spot to, have to take it from you. Like, exactly. And it's going to be very hard for them to do that. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super appreciative, man. You came on. I'm definitely going to have you on after the games because uh, I think it's a cool thing after you make it just to be like, who, like, what was that? What was the first event like? What was, you know, like, where, where was it that it, I mean, you know, in any competition, you have these, these moments or you have these, just these things that occur and it's like with the games there's just i mean i have millions of stories on yeah. one event because you know and it's you'll never forget it so like i'm excited i'm excited to watch you obviously in semis dominate and destroy it and then i'm gonna be at the games cheering you on and obviously cheering on a lot of people i'm not saying like you're gonna be the one that wins it but it's just cool to see all these people uh just out there man just like really showing out it'll be definitely good yeah it's definitely gonna be a cool year for sure like you know matt is out so it's for the men's side it's you know it's up in the air so it's definitely gonna be cool to see that i mean matt, travis is looking really really good i've trained with noah a lot both those you know th those would be my two front runner picks aside from myself always but like from what i've seen those guys are like really really like looking like machines right now um so it's gonna be a good year to see what happens man awesome dude well hey i appreciate you coming on here sitting down i told you it's gonna be like 30 minutes to 40 but i think we went a little bit over that uh but i think people will get a lot of good stuff out of this uh again man i appreciate it uh and we'll be talking soon so Thank you guys for listening. And Julian, is there anything that somebody can follow you with or you want to give a plug for like your programming or that you're uh, following? Yeah, to follow a program, I follow Team Soul program. Uh, it's a CrossFit down here in Miami. Some cool guys. I've been training with them for a bit. Uh, Teamsoul.com. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Julian H. Cerna CF. Um, I really don't have sponsors. I don't really don't care for sponsorships. So, <laughs> but, uh if you want to just check out my content and see me lifting and talking crap, that's cool. And that's it. And then again, when are you competing semis? Uh, my semi is June 11th through the 13th. June 11th through the 13th? Yeah. Brazilian CrossFit Championship. So look for that name up on top of the leaderboard. Hopefully. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, man.